Hey there, my name is Chris Rivers, and I want to thank you for joining us today. And if you're a first-time listener, we want to welcome you to Money Matters Training. The goal of this resource is to help equip current and future volunteers to feel competent to facilitate financial classes and financial coaching sessions. By volunteering, individuals embrace a leadership role, collaborating with peers, and get the to and get to experience life-on-life discipleship. By volunteering, individuals embrace a leadership role, collaborating with peers, and get to experience life-on-life discipleship. I'm in the room with Scott Mazingo, and our focus today is to answer the question, how did we get here? Scott, how you doing, man? Chris, good to see you, man. It's good to be on this podcast with you. Yeah, I'm grateful for the opportunity. I think this will be helpful for all of our people. Maybe you could just jump in and discuss the history of financial stewardship here. Yeah, so, I mean, clearly wanting people to manage their resources well. Mm -hmm. Um, That's always been a concern for the church. Um, Going back, I'd say 20 plus years, you you had some of the names that you may be familiar with, the the Ron Blues, the Mm -hmm. Howard Dayton's of the world. I mean, these guys were just the trendsetters in crystallizing curriculum Mm -hmm. that was biblically based, helping people think well about their money. Sometimes um, that gets referred to as stewardship. Yep. Uh, I think it's a mistake to use the word stewardship and only apply it to money. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that for just a second, if sure. we can. Uh, stewardship, and, and we had a great series recently that was a teaching series that was about stewardship called Not Mine, mm-hmm. and, and a couple definitions came out of that. Uh, but basically, steward means I'm a manager, not an owner. Yep. And, and so everything that I have is a gift from God, and I'm called to manage, not own all those things. Mm-hmm. So I'm managing for uh, kingdom production, not selfish consumption. And so then money clearly, clearly fits into that because it's one of the easiest things to turn uh, into selfish consumption and to act like we're, we're owners. Mm -hmm. So when we use the term stewardship, we're talking about a a really, really broad topic of everything from our time to our gifts and our talents, to um, our bodies, our relationships. I mean, our work, like everything we're called to steward, Mm -hmm. right? So then specifically, you know, we, we talk about either money, uh, possessions, or I use the term generosity, mm-hmm. um, because I think that's really where we're trying to push this. Um, not so much to think about in terms of dollar amounts, but think about how we um, process being a steward, being a manager, is that we want to be open-handed. And yeah. that, that kind of leads us to um, want to think about generosity. So... To go back to the history, you had, I the way that I interpret it is you had a number of folks that were um, articulate around biblical principles, mm-hmm. around the story of the Bible. So then you just then help them apply that to their money. Mm-hmm. Over time, people have become less biblically literate, I think. Yeah. And that uh, consumption for selfish purposes has really, really taken hold of our co- of our culture, per- particularly in the idea of like debt. Yeah. And so let's say in the last 10, 12, 15 years, you had a figure like Dave Ramsey come on the scene and he's super concerned about consumer debt and financial freedom. And he's got a great personality that just kind of pushes in and motivates and exhorts people to just do the right thing. And you grab some biblical principles and apply those. Um, and for certain personalities, like that really, really works. And yeah. so we have a lot of folks in our church that are familiar with um, Financial Peace University and have had a lot of success with that. Mm-hmm. 
However, what I've noticed in the last, let's just say three to five years is some of the, the bigger picture, some of the foundational principles around how God views money have gotten lost in the process. Yeah. And so then the conversation around um, how God views money almost exclusively is one of personal finance, mm-hmm. which is a, a mistake. Yeah. So what we try to do is put uh, personal finance into this bigger context and lead people to think more biblically, which ultimately um, leads them to be more open-handed with their resources. Sure. Yeah. And so we have classes that the money matters classes is a, is a resource that was created through grace. And uh, so maybe unpack a little bit about this, the why behind the class, uh, maybe even the structure of it. Yeah. So we, so what we did is we wrote our own curriculum. It's mm-hmm. a six week curriculum and we borrowed from all of these previous resources. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but what we really did is when I say we borrowed, you can go back to um, Crown or Compass or some of the earlier material and you, you could see them put money milestones mm-hmm. down as action items on how you could have a, a healthy financial plan that involves, because what I, what I say about money is it's really not that complicated Yeah, um, what you can do with it. But the emotional side is really complicated. Mm. But on the practical side, you know, you really can only do a few things. You can earn it, you can spend it, you can save it, you can give it, you can invest it. Mm-hmm. And so every curriculum is going to touch on those things. Sure. And so when we talk about um, having some action items, you know, they might be called money milestones. I think um, Dave Ramsey would call them baby steps. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're building off of all that foundation. But what we decided to do is to go back and do a six-week curriculum that for the first two weeks, we really try to get our minds around what does God say about money, mm-hmm. part one and part two. So we have this biblical framework, a, kind of a rediscovery of a biblical framework and a foundation. Yes. And then we begin to move into a paradigm where we talk about giving and then saving and then living. Mm-hmm. And so that's weeks uh, three, four, and five, and then we finish up with a discussion around debt. And so um, we've just tried to create something that's manageable six weeks. People can commit to do that in their calendar. And we're trying to take them from a solid foundation to action items in six weeks. Yeah. Now in the next episode, we're going to be talking about the different roles. So we'll unpack more of those. We have a financial coach. We have a financial, we have a facilitator. We have some other volunteers, but maybe you could just talk about um, the type of participants who are registering for a class like this. Yeah. And so since you only have so many things, like I said, you can do with money again, you can earn it, Mm -hmm. you can spend it, you can save it, you can invest it and you can give it away. You have people that enter into the class with challenges in those different areas. Mm -hmm. And so some folks are struggling to make enough money, um, to, to, to meet their budget. Um, and so they just need some eyes on what they're doing and how they can better do it, or maybe even some ideas on how they can create more revenue. Um, other folks have spending problems. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of folks who have spending problems because what we're really trying to do is push back against this narrative that says materialism and consumption is the way to success and happiness. And um, a lot of folks have bought into that. And without the constraints of a budget, they found themselves in tons of debt, mm-hmm. consumer debt, other types of debt. So that really is the issue that they're facing. Um, for other folks, it's a change of season. Single, single again, widow, newly married. Money, as we know, is a key pressure point. And so they're trying to figure out um, not just the practical side, but really how to honor God. Yeah. Um, 
you have a lot of folks that just have good, um, let's just say, good conservative, meaning um, they're not big risk takers with their money, but they don't have a biblical foundation. Mm-hmm. So, they're, so they're, what they're doing is working, but there's not a lot of joy yeah. in it. There's not a lot of, um, uh, they don't really see the connection to how money is helping um, their relationship with God. Yeah, They know to avoid the bad stuff, but they don't really know how to enjoy the good stuff, the mm-hmm. good aspects of money. Uh, and then, you know, it's interesting. We've had some parents who've said, hey, we've, we've, we've kind of fumbled our way along and we're doing okay, but now we feel the responsibility to teach our kids some mm-hmm. principles about money. And uh, we don't really know how to do that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so we think when we go back to this real simple um, idea of rooting it in scriptures and then using the give, save, live paradigm, mm-hmm. give, save, live, what that does is it turns on its head the way most people think about, mm-hmm. which is I'm going to set my living expenses and then I'm going to save where I can. And then if there's anything left over, mm-hmm. then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to give some that away. And when you um, think of it that way, you're always fighting, I think, a losing battle mm-hmm. on, on the element of generosity, which I think is just really critical to, to how God made us and, and who we are in his image, and what he calls us to do and be. Mm-hmm. And so even by flipping that paradigm around, we're giving some categories that are easily transferable, um, like even in this illustration from parents to kids. And so that's, that's what we, we teach and we walk through and hopefully help all that make sense to folks. Yeah, that makes sense too. It's been a really rewarding class uh, just going through it and seeing there's a lot of scripture. So I appreciate the, the theology that's been presented. And then the strategy, the paradigm that you're talking about, you have often referred to that as like, there's a chain analogy that you've talked about. Can you unpack that a bit? Yeah, because I, I think I grew up, and I've heard this from a number of different people um, with, with a bucket analogy. And so it's like we have these three buckets. And so when you get paid, you get you get income, you try to put money in each of those buckets. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's not it's not an unhealthy way to think about it. But but one other way to look at it is that the, the three there's not really three buckets, but there are three chains. Mm-hmm. And when you move one, it affects the other two. So if you have three links in a chain. And so one of those is living and one of those is saving and one of those is giving. If you pull on one, the other two are going to be affected. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's a a helpful imagery because what you see is the culture pressure, the cultural pressure of um, consumerism, materialism, and really like the emotional pressure of just being discontented. Mm -hmm. And that drives you to, to pull on that living link of the chain to say, I need more of this. Mm-hmm. I need to grow this. I need more of this. Or if you're like really concerned slash worried and anxious about the future, then you're really pulling on that savings link of the chain. Mm-hmm. And the other two, they move with it, meaning they all three are affected. Mm-hmm. And so if you just even, even left the class with that idea that I can't do these things in isolation Mm -hmm. and what drives my actions that moves all three links of the chain is what do I think about what God has said, who he is and how money is shaping my relationship with him. Mm -hmm. Like if we can just do those two things in these classes, that's a huge win. That's right. Well, I mean, for those that are listening to this right now, uh, this is, you probably 
been given this episode because maybe you're interested in this or you, uh, we feel like we've identified you as someone who might be able to help in this area. Um, anything you want to add to them before we close? Yeah, I would just, one, I would want to um, thank anyone who's listening who is considering being a part of our financial health team. Mm-hmm. We have different roles on our financial health team, which, like Chris said, we'll be explaining in uh, future audios. But what really I would like to say is, one, thank you, and I would love to call you to a um, really a level of prayer and consideration mm-hmm. that this may be the most pressing discipleship issue that our church is facing mm-hmm. because money affects everyone in every season of life, whether you have a little or whether you have a lot. Most people in our church are somewhere in between, and we're making dozens of financial decisions every day, and we're thinking about money all of the time. Mm. And when we do not bring God into that process, we are missing an opportunity to to grow spiritually. Mm. So true. And so when we engage one another, and the other thing I would say is this is like one of the last frontiers of spiritual formation in mm. people's lives. Mm. Like they're willing to talk about everything else. Mm-hmm. But when you start talking about money, I mean, people turn all different shades of pale and they just do not, do not want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And so the thing that we are, we are constantly, constantly asking our volunteers to know is we're not asking something from individuals. We want something for them. Mm-hmm. We want them to understand that God is the provider, that he cares, that he himself is generous and in this bigger story of who God is and how he thinks about resources, he has given us practical purposes and wisdom around managing money. But mm-hmm. more importantly, he's given us a community of faith to be able to do that in. Yeah. And I feel like we've neglected a lot of that. Mm. And so if, if you're hearing this and you find yourself um, compelled by that or even the product of the deficit of that, then I would just ask you to come help us be a part of the solution. Mm-hmm. Come help people honor God with their finances. Yep. That really is is our goal. They're going to learn a lot about God. They're going to learn a lot about themselves. And they're going to learn a lot about money and whether money is mastering them or whether they are mastering money. Yeah, that's good. Well, I appreciate you just kicking this off. I know we have several episodes that we're going to provide uh, to just give context and just perspective so that you know what you're jumping into. But thanks for joining us today. Appreciate it. And thank you for being a part of this process. You know, be sure to check out our next episode where we're going to answer the question, what makes for a healthy campus financial team? Uh, I think that's going to be rewarding to hear and how you can feel where you could be in part of this process. And if you have questions or you want access to additional resources, reach out to a campus pastor, a community group leader, or just email us at moneymatters@grace.sc, and we'll be more than happy to help you get what you need. So thanks for joining us today, and we look forward to joining you on the next episode. So Chris, one of the things that I think is so interesting is I've asked a number of people um, over the years, you know, what is the primary influence on your view of finances? And people do have opinions about that. They have answers to that question and it might be um, some positive influences. It might be some negative influences, but most people do not say the scriptures. Mm. And because most people do not say the scriptures, I think that is our biggest tell to why we have so many difficulties around um, aligning money with God's word. Mm. 